0: Hey, I can't wait for you to listen to today's podcast on More Faith, More Life. We're gonna talk about should wives submit to their husband? Is it outdated or is it still for today? Find out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another More Faith, More Life podcast. So glad we could be together. Today, we're gonna to talk about submission, specifically should wives submit to their husbands, all right? And that's a top, hot topic that is sort of avoided today. But when Kathy and I first got married, And then we weren't Christians, then we became Christians, and it was much better. And uh, we heard of this group. uh, In fact, they were here in Kansas City. We didn't live in Kansas City at the time. And you came for the weekend, and they had a big conference. I mean, 5,000 people would come, and they would hit all about stuff, religion and things. And one of the big subjects that they hit over and over and over was the submission of wives. Now, Kathy was there. We were newlyweds. Uh, We didn't buy into all of it. We looked at it with some wisdom, I think. But some people, it was like, wives are supposed to submit to the husband in everything. And that word everything in their book was everything. Home, uh, preferences, whatever he wanted, you submit to that. And uh, the only... Specific thing they might have said and I'm not even sure they said this was until unless it comes down to sin then you don't submit to husband sin I guess I did hear that somewhere along the way well it's not a very good teaching and it's not very uh, balanced in uh, where we are today as compared to them so it's a little out of context but it does say that okay got you here Ephesians chapter 5 wives submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord all right so we need to specify what that means. Notice it says that uh, some of the other translations, earlier ones, don't have this correctly, but this is correct, <clears throat> pretty close to correct. Okay. This says, wives, submit to your own husbands. All right. Now, that's important because the way the church is interpreted for a couple of thousand years, maybe a thousand years, is uh, wives submit to men, Okay. Wives should submit to men. Men are here, women are there. And that's not what this says at all, right? It says, wives, submit to your own husbands, not to somebody else's husband, all right? Wives, submit to your own husband, okay? And then it talks a little bit some other things. And then at the end of this passage, um, wives, also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. That's what it says. No wonder that ministry I was learning from in early days They said everything, and it said everything, and so we sort of (laughs) took in everything. Okay, now, we need to put this in context and see if it fits. Okay, so let's go back to when that was said, when Paul wrote that to the Ephesian church, and uh, way back then, and what was going on. Okay, so let's look at it. Uh, First of all, previous to this church that we're talking about, the Ephesian church, or the other churches, could be the Philippian church, whatever, uh, the women that he's referring to were of two classes. One, they were Jews. Two, they were non-Jews, okay? Let's talk about the non-Jews first. <coughs> the non-Jews, excuse me, the non-Jews came out of pagan religion. Now, we're not talking about a non-God society. We we kind of live in a non-God society. People sort of believe in God, but they don't serve a God. Well, this is not that way, in pagan society... Paul is pull it's really different in evangelism. Paul is pulling people who were already faithful to a God and then converting them to be faithful to the living God, the real God. All right? That's a whole lot different because these people had a faithful walk. They were faithful to a God. They just switched to the real God, the, the, the God of the universe. Today, it's harder because now we're trying to do the same thing. Like, how come we don't get 5,000 saved in one day like they did or whatever? <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and the difference is we are dealing with a culture and a society of people who are not serving God. Doesn't mean they don't believe there is a God. They're not serving God. They don't have a faithfulness. They don't have gifts that they're given to a God or God. They haven't been serving God. And then all we got to do is get them to switch gods, right? There's zero God, no God. They have no habit of serving God. There's no godly principle. There's no get up in the morning and pray or, or whatever they, these pagans did or gave gifts to a frog god or fish god or whatever, but they were giving gifts. They were serving. They were asking. They were trying to please a god, okay? But we're in a society that's not trying to please a god, right? Any god. And then we try to convert them, and now all of a sudden there's a huge god in their life, and they've basically been godless, Not that ungodly, maybe. Maybe they're good people. They try to serve God, whatever. But they have not been serving a God like they were in this day. These are very faithful God people that were serving the wrong God. Okay, so there's those women. There's those men. They they, They convert to Christianity. They start understanding. They are taught. And then Paul starts the church. And now the pagan women who converted, guess what? they get to come to church. Now, if they were around the uh, Jewish religion only, then they wouldn't get to come the same. They, they would have a section for women and it's just different. The teaching's different. Even like today over there in some countries, they don't let women learn or go to school, okay? Keep that in mind. That's the culture we're talking about. We're talking about a culture like over into the more uh, legalistic uh, religious cultures today, different religions. That don't, you know, they make women cover their faces, cover their heads. They don't let them learn. They don't let them go to school. Um, Okay, keep that in mind. Because that's the culture we're talking about right now that Paul entered into. And the pagan women got born again, got saved, got born again, got filled with the Spirit. They speak in tongues. Now we put them in church. Okay? They haven't been in church. They haven't been in anything. These are women that were excluded from learning. They weren't excluded from religion. They could still serve a God, okay? But they weren't participants. They didn't go to the men's meeting, so to speak. So they didn't have, and if they were Jewish, that's, just, that's part one. Part two is the other women. The other women are Jewish women because we have Jews believing in Jesus, right? turning to Jesus and making Jesus the Messiah. So now we have non-Jews who came out of paganism, and we've got Jewish women. Now, the Jewish women were the same, pretty much. <clears throat> they could be around God. They could go to God meetings some, but they didn't have any say. They didn't have any rulership. They didn't have an opinion they just, because they weren't taught. The, the Jewish women were not taught like the men and boys. The pagan women were not taught the same, so here we have this group of women, two two different groups, Jews and non-Jews, and Paul then opens up the church and says, bring them in. Let them participate. Let them be in the church, and that's new. So Sometimes Paul has been given that he's against women or something like that, but he he opened the churches to the women, but what do you do with them, okay? Here's the problem. They didn't know anything. They didn't know what to do. They, they had not been taught in... And certainly the God of the universe, Yahweh especially, Adonai, you know, and uh, all the names that we give to God, you Elo, Adonai, Elohim, all, you know, all the Jewish names they have, and uh, they had not been taught anything, and so all of a sudden you're allowing them to be in, and they don't know what to do, and they don't know what to think, and they don't know how to act, all right? So what would you do to solve that problem? So here you have got Jewish men which would have been probably the leaders of churches if they could find them because they had a background a godly a god background right of scripture old testament and uh, so you got them and that, so what would you do to solve this problem all right well you'd have to say look we want we we want you women to learn okay you need to learn So what we want you to do is submit to your husbands, okay? Just as, and if we keep reading, it says, for the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is is the head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church, okay? So does that sound bad? I mean, I'm supposed to submit to Jesus, right? Like he's the head of the church. I'm supposed to submit to him. What is it, horrible? Is it bad? Is it gonna push me into sin? Is he going to show personal preference and not care how I think? You're not going to care how I feel? Well, that's what religion has done to women by submitting to Christ. And we don't, you know, you don't get to think, you don't get to talk. You don't get to be speak in church, which is another thing we might bring up. You don't get to do any of those things. But you know what? That's not how Christ loves the church. I'm supposed to love uh, wives are supposed to submit to their husbands, just like the church submits to Christ. Well, how does the church submit to Christ? There's not a bullwhip cracking, get with it, women, come on. And you don't get to do anything saying, no. The church is submitted to Christ so it can grow, be strong, be victorious, win battles, be prosperous, be healthy. That's what Jesus is doing to the church and asking them to submit to to his way so you can become strong and healthy, prosperous, defeat your enemies. Okay, <clears throat> so here's these women. <clears throat> they don't know anything. And so Paul says, look, you need to submit to your husbands because you need to learn, okay? Now, remember, this isn't part of this passage, or this is what we're gonna talk about today. But even the part where uh, I was taught with that one group when we were first married, Kathy and I went to, um, women were to remain silent. In the church and that you can find that scripture be silent well why Uh, in the culture of the pagan world then they have uneducated women they would come to church and what was happening was they wouldn't understand let's say uh, I don't understand they don't understand why everybody's raising their hands let's just use that right they grew up in paganism they didn't do that and so they'd stand up right in the service and say hey I don't get it. How come everybody's raising their hands? Uh, 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 uh. Paul said, no, 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 no. Women should, listen, women should remain silent in the church, and it says what? And ask their husbands at home. Wasn't that they couldn't speak. Wasn't that they couldn't ask. It's they didn't know, and the public meeting was not the place to interrupt and ask a question. Ask a question at home. Then you'll know, and then we come in. Okay, and so first of all, so wives submit to your own husbands. Okay, because we want you to learn, not that we don't want you to speak, not that we want you to be so submitted, right? But it's uh, but but it's submitting the same way um, that the church submits to Christ. So wives should submit their husbands. Now it says in everything. Okay, so does that mean like when I studied with that group for a little while, just a weekend, but. Yeah, does that mean, okay, so the husband, he gets to choose where we go to eat, what we eat. The husband gets to choose what TV shows we watch, right? He gets to pick the movie because he's the husband. He's the head in the household, right? Well, that would be out of context, right? For one thing, they're not watching movies. But secondly, this is not wives submit to your husband in everything, meaning everything in the world. It means wives. This is the context of the Bible. Wives submit to your husband in everything spiritual. That's where it starts, spiritual, okay? So the wives didn't know, and so now they have a husband who's supposed to be in the middle of this, like the wives don't have to just jump in and get it all. You have a husband if you're married. You have a husband. Wives submit to them. So the context of it is you've got a husband that's going to church, loves God, wants to serve God, wants to do right. You're talking about a spiritual husband that's in this congregation in the Ephesian church okay and now he says wives here's what you need to do go submit to them they love God they're submitted as a church he says as the church is submitted to Christ so apparently he felt like they were and should be so he says go learn go submit your husbands will tell you what to do in church they'll tell you how to act at home as a good wife they'll tell you what the God has been teaching them go learn from them don't don't uh, just freelance yourself go learn and submit to their teaching so when we get into submission we have jesus who the church submits to christ right who is jesus was jesus the son of the living god he submitted to his father he is uh, single-minded he's not going to run off and uh, become a partier or a wild guy or you know he's going to stick with us so we can afford to submit to him because he's safe all right so that was the point is okay wives now you submit to your own husbands like we submit, like us guys are submitting to to Christ. you submit to him like we are submitted to Christ so that you can learn, you can grow, you've got a safe teacher, they're going to teach you spiritual things. Now, how does this fall apart in our modern day? Well, even today we have men who they'll get in an argument with their wives or whatever, and they run out of stuff to argue about and then they'll get they just you know hit the hit the bottom line here well, the husband is the head of the household. I'm the head of this house, and you're supposed to submit to me, and I'm the head. And so, so okay, well, that ends it. Well, that's not in context, is it? Yes, the, the husband could be the head of the household, but he is the head because he is going to lead the household into the things of God. If you got a husband that's a pagan, then this doesn't work. This is a husband and wife that are going to church and loving God, and the wife doesn't know anything. You know, she hasn't been trained. So if if you have a wife who's going to church and loves God, but she has a husband who doesn't, then she can't go and submit to his ungodliness and his paganism and his worldliness. It doesn't fit. That was not the point, all right? The point was not to get women to submit to men or husbands. The point was to get women trained because they had not been trained They didn't know how to do anything. Now, those that did, you know, later when we talk about women should remain silent in the church, we've got women who were prophets, prophetesses, you know, prophets in the church. And Paul let them speak. Why? They were trained. They were trained at home. They had a, you can read about their family. And there's, I think there's a bunch of sisters and they were all trained and they were prophets and stuff. And so there you go. Now, so this has nothing to do with personal preference, you're not submitting to your husband's personal preference because Jesus, we're submitted to Jesus. He's not causing us to submit to his personal preference. He's causing us to submit to the will of God and the word of God, okay? Put that in context. Now, you could tell the wife, submit to him in everything. What? Do you, whatever, whatever. In everything, he is not doing personal preference. He's going to teach you and talk. We're going to talk about godly things. We're going to talk about Bible things. We're going to talk about the kingdom of God, personality of Christ, what we're doing, what God's doing, the will of God, way of God, all those things. All right. And he's going to teach you and he's going to tell you stuff. And when you get there, maybe you don't understand it. Maybe you were serving a pagan God. You were serving the dragon God or something. Now it comes and he's starting to teach you how to serve the living God. And you're not sure. I don't know. This doesn't sound like what I was taught. And what would the what would Paul say? Uh, 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 listen, just submit to him in this. Submit to everything in this, because he knows. He's been taught. In fact, Paul taught some of them. He knows. Learn from him. Learn, 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 learn how to what all this is about. What the gifts of the Spirit. What because they did have them there. The power of God. They had miracles. They spoke in tongues. They did all this stuff. Worshipped. So now submit to him. Why? So you can learn. That was the goal, not so you could be submitted, all right? Why am I submitted to Christ? Why should our church be submitted to Christ? Because we're going to learn, and then once we learn and we hear it, then we're going to put it into action, as the Bible says. Don't just hear it, but do what it says. Do what the Bible says. So the goal for the women then, and the wives, I should say, was not to get them submitted. The goal was to get them educated, okay, okay? So they could be full participants. They weren't interrupting. They weren't going, what does this mean? I don't get it. They knew. They were equal partners in it. And yet the same thing, we keep that submission going. And here's another reason why. Because the household, assuming it's a husband and wife and some kids, a household still needs a leader. Okay. You can't have anarchy or you can't have uh, everyone does what's right in their own eyes. Well, I'll just do what's right for me, hubby, and you do what's right for you, and we'll let the kids do what when, what they want to do, and when they get old enough, we'll let them decide if they want to serve God. A household needs a leader because the church needs a leader, right? The church needs a leader, and the leader is Christ, who's the head of it, and then he assigns other leaders on that, the pastors, um, prophets, evangelists, pastors, you know, all that, apostles, He gives other leaders in there, okay? But the first leader is Jesus, and we need a leader. And so the church stays submitted to their leader. Even if we learn this, we keep learning, we keep learning. And so the church needs leaders, and that's Christ. And the household, like a mini church, needs a leader. And uh, in our case, the husband might not always be right. The husband's got things that they're learning too, but... That doesn't excuse us to say, well, then we'll just have anarchy, we'll just have a riot here, and we'll all do what's right in our own eyes, because after all, dad's not that perfect, and he, you know, my husband, he's not perfect. So, why? We still need a leader. Now, this leader, the man, he got a lot of responsibility in here because he's supposed to love the wife the way Christ loves the church. And how is Christ loving the church? It says nurturing, training, raising them up, right? Uh, so he, this is a very loving Jesus to his church. He says, now, husbands, be that way. Be that way to your wives. Teach them, train them, give them space to learn. And so this submission is a beautiful thing because it's so respectable. It's respectable to everybody. In fact, Paul writes here, he says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's the first thing. So that's the church. Submit to one another. Submit to one another. So you get home, and we need a leader, but that doesn't mean the husband might not say, well, you know what, that's a pretty good idea, he says to his wife, you know. Let's do that. So then he's sort of, sub, you know, submitted to, their, everybody's humble. Everybody's learning. Everybody's trying. Everybody wants to do the right thing. So now we've got a good order. We've got a husband. He's trying to lead the family in the things of God and children should respect that. Wives should submit to it and respect that. We've got some order, right? If the husband's wrong, God will have to show him, right? You can point it out. You have other church leaders that if your husband's going crazy, you have other church leaders, you can go to them, right? And and uh, to the leaders. Now you don't go to everybody's husband because that's not your husband. But you got church leaders. Go to them and say, my husband, he's just off. Could you talk to him? And so we have some backup there. And uh, so this is your, now, how does that apply today? I guess we better get to that. How does that apply today? Well, it doesn't. Because the women today, a lot of them in church, what, they grew up in Sunday school just like the guys, right? They know us, I mean, we got pretty dead religion. We got pretty, you know, dull religion today that doesn't have, much to submit to right i mean what do you submit to if they don't t- you don't submit to because people aren't really serving god right so the submission is not really part of our culture but the application is still there women know as much as men if a man goes head head over heels for god and really goes for it you know converts and goes for jesus well the wife can too and both of them in our culture here at least have about equal training which is nothing really zero but uh, they're educated women they can read women couldn't read then I should have said that Paul could write a letter but they couldn't read it okay it was an exception if they could they would have had to grow up in a Greek or Roman home where they taught languages and stuff but the average woman in the in the Ephesian church wouldn't be you know an educated woman wouldn't be able to read and so they couldn't even read the letter that that Paul and then they might not understand it because they have no background so here we're getting together for the one purpose right when it comes to submission and it doesn't end when you get educated but because it also produces order right we have to have an order we have to have something that falls back on somebody somebody's got to be responsible before God now uh, I don't want to go too long and get off the subject but let me let me do this we do it okay Zion doing good aren't we Let's do this. Let's talk about men a minute. We already know women naturally don't want to submit because they don't understand why. We want you to submit because we want to make you a better person. We want to make you a spiritual person. We want you to feel protected by your husband. You got a covering here of a husband who cares, he's going to teach you. But that was it. now. Now, when, when women are more educated, we have a problem. Because women are smart, they are as educated as the men. And so when you come into the marriage, then there's not much submission. In fact, uh, I'm looking just, I'm just going through my mind, generally speaking, of marriages and culture today. Most of us are going to find the women are leading the household. I read something early this morning about the concern with um, men losing their masculinity and their leadership, and they just, they don't know (laughs) anything, you know. They're not leading. The women are mostly leading. Now, let's go real quick onto that. So let's take a husband who, you know, not, not a tremendous leader. And they hear this teaching. and They say, well, I guess that my husband, he's, he's not too sharp, but they say they're not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but here he is. He's my husband. What do you do? Well, the easy thing to do is just take over and make sure the household is run, the bills are paid. We go to church. You're getting the kids up. You're making sure they get dressed and go to church. You just everything falls on the wife. And what you're doing is you're, you're creating a weak marriage and creating uh, a man who then gets dissatisfied in the marriage and starts looking for something else to satisfy. Sports, uh, the Internet, pornography, uh, friendship, a girlfriend, another job, divorce, move away, just close off, get a man cave, and forget everybody else. These are all symptoms of one thing, of a man who has no sense of direction and no leadership. So if you want to really get this guy going, it's not just your submission because you're a woman. It's his leadership because he's a man. He needs responsibility. That man needs to feel responsible. He needs to feel like a grown-up. He doesn't want to be married to his mother, okay? Okay. I had a, it's a little off subject again. I had a woman come to me and she was complaining. They've been married for so many years. And she says, You know, my husband, he doesn't want to touch me. He doesn't want to be intimate with me. Our bedroom is zero. And there's just no if not going on. And now it's getting really long. And I don't know what's wrong with my ugly. You know, is it my weight? Is it my look? Is it my attitude? Why doesn't he want to touch me? And I began to listen and listen and listen and realize. And then I began to realize uh, that she was running everything. She was the head of the house. She told everybody what to do, all the children, plus him. You know, she told him what to do. He just came home. He went to work, but when he got home, he, he just flopped in the chair. He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to think about the kid's homework. didn't have to cook dinner. He just sat there, and she did everything. What happened was is that's what he used to do when he lived at home with his parents, He didn't didn't fix dinner. He didn't worry about the bills. There was no responsibility, right? You know that. No responsibility. So he just come flopping in a chair when he was a teenager until then he got married. Now he's got a woman, and now he just flops in the chair with her. So what is happening? What is psychologically happening to that man? He is now living with his mother. He just got a different mother. So then it comes time to be intimate and to touch and to do all the stuff she wanted, romance and all that stuff. He couldn't do it. You know why? Because it's the same emotion that he had toward his mother. It's like, I'm having, I'm having, I mean, you're like a mother to me. You're a mother figure. You're not a, you're not this sexy wife figure, you know, who you were, you're a mother figure. You rule me, you tell me what to do, you correct me, you make sure I look right, dress right, be right, and now all of a sudden that spirit of like, I can't do it. I don't have an attraction to you. What is it? Am I ugly now? No, I don't have an attraction because you're trying to get me to be attracted to the role of the mother and I need to be attracted to the role of the wife. And that's when the wife then lets him be the leader, starts submitting, start letting him lead. He may not be as smart as you, but he needs to grow up and lead. So submit, give him a chance to make some decisions. Give him a chance to be a spiritual leader. Ask him to lead a Bible study tell him he you know you want him to lead get the, you want him to get the family you want to share responsibility stuff like that but he'll it'll it'll help if you're having that it'll change everything the man will begin to light up like a firecracker at night because he's feeling manly he's feeling he's feeling leadership he's feeling responsibility stuff he never got to feel at home he's feeling now especially as a christian Well, there's too much to say about that, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. Now, today, it doesn't apply as much because we have educated women. They're smart. They've gone to Sunday school. They know stuff. So now we just have to set it up as an order of respect. You're the husband. I want to learn submission, not because you're always right, but because we need some order in the home. We need the buck stops here type attitude, and I'm going to try to do that because that's going to make you, my husband, you're going to be healthier and stronger. And for me, it's good, too because I need to let loose a little bit. I need to calm down, let loose, and we need to share this responsibility of parenting and marriage together. And and so there's where you get it. Should wives submit to everything? No, because not everything applies. A wife should submit to everything spiritual. Husbands, you should love your wife like Christ loved the church and bring a spiritual diet and atmosphere into the home just like Christ does to the church not enough boy I got to teach you more on that you know there's my book my absurd religion which you can get on the website that's got a chapter in there on women right absurd studies the way we treat women and uh, you should get that one there's also one about Jews there's one about the end times there's chapters So you can get that book. I suggest you get that. Also, don't forget, look at the book. uh, You know, if you only knew, oh, it's a hot seller now. If you only knew a guide to the clueless generation, if you don't have it, get it. All right. So you can live these throughout these days, exciting days. But we got to get these Bible principles. We got to get ourselves in order. We got to get God's order into our life. He is a God of order. And uh, then everything will start running better. Oh, there's so much I need to teach you. So make sure you keep following us, make sure you keep listening. We're going to hit many, many things to get you on track so that you live with more faith and more life.